Welcome back to Spectrum Sundays, where we introduce professionals and self-advocates who play an important role in the autism community. And we also love highlighting Miss America title holders and spotlighting everything that they do for their communities. And this week, we are especially excited to welcome a fellow autism advocate and Miss America sister, Abigail Bachman, who serves her community as Miss Greater Juniata Valley in Pennsylvania. So thank you so much for being with us today, Abby. Of course, thank you for having me. So could you start by giving us a brief resume of your education and experiences, especially as a Miss America title holder? Sure, so I am Miss Greater Juniata Valley. My social impact initiative is Early Autism Awareness. I am 22 years old, I'm from Pennsylvania, and I just graduated from the Indiana University of Pennsylvania with a degree in disability services. Super excited, I just started my first day working at the Easter Seals of Western and Central Pennsylvania based out of York. And there I help program plan for individuals with disabilities. I coordinate with the director and also talk to all the parents and work with the participants too. That's amazing. Congratulations on all of your recent accomplishments and especially starting your first day back to work. And we were chatting a little bit before meeting. You're so fortunate to be able to jump right into work. So we're really happy for you, Abby. And something that maybe some of the viewers might not know is that Abby and I are sister queens in the Miss Central Pennsylvania organization. So we're very excited to get to know you more. But first, we'd like to hear a little bit more about your social impact initiative, Early Autism Awareness. So tell us a little bit more about that and the things that you hope to accomplish through it. Sure, so I, in my years of competing, I believe this is my fifth year competing, which is crazy. I started senior year of high school. Um, I have always had the social impact initiative of early autism awareness, and it's definitely developed throughout the years that I've been competing. But I've always had the same goal, which is to inform um, parents and childcare providers of the early signs of autism so children are able to receive that early diagnosis. I personally feel that that is so important, especially for their futures. And both of you know, as speech language pathology um, students, you know how important early intervention is. So I really go, I talk to them, I bring them folders. Recently, because of COVID, I've had to send things in the mail, had to send them emails, do some videos, that kind of thing, since I'm not able to go in person. But usually I just sit with them, I talk about some of the signs, I give them a packet of information full of the signs, different resources, and I also have a website so it's easier for those that I don't reach in Pennsylvania to access some of those resources, and that's www.earlyautismawareness.com. That's amazing. And as future intervention providers, we are so thankful for the work that you do to get that information out and especially get that early diagnosis. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I think we can all relate to some level that since we're all autism advocates, we're still learning more and more about our initiative and how to grow it. And I'm curious as to how your initiative started, um, where did your passion for autism begin? And what are some of your most memorable experiences that you've had while working with individuals on the spectrum? Sure, that is quite a loaded question. So I'll kind of start in the beginning. I, growing up, I have a cousin, his name is Jake. He is years older than me. And he was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, 
which is high functioning autism. And he has always been in my life. We've been extremely close and I've kind of watched him over time and I've had questions like every child does. Um, when I was growing up, I would ask my mom, you know, Jake does some of these things different. He's interested in not really toys, but electronics. He's interested in finding the batteries and how things work. And, you know, we're all into different toys and things that most children are interested in. So I would ask her different things like that. Um, and she would tell me about autism. And so that's how I became aware. Well, when I joined the Miss America organization, I needed a social impact initiative. And we were talking to my aunt about it because I knew that I wanted to spread some kind of autism awareness. And she said the most important thing, and one of the things that I can't stress to parents enough, is how important early intervention is. So that's where I got the root of my social impact initiative, was just talking to her, seeing from a parent's perspective what she thought was most important and what most parents don't know. It was um, in the late 90s that he received his diagnosis. So we don't have the technology that we have now. Um, and she really had to go to the doctors and talk to a lot of people to find what are some of the early signs. Well, now we can utilize technology to be able to spread that information, but it's also easy as a title holder, and both of you have social media accounts, to kind of get those ideas, get those important informations out to people who might not know and bring awareness to it. So over time, um, I believe about a year ago, actually, um, World Autism Day last year, I started my website. I've been on TV channels, news channels, spreading awareness. I utilize social media a lot. I go out. Um, I visit classrooms sometimes and talk about autism and what are what is autism and friends with autism. Um, but then also some of my favorite memories are Autism Speaks walks. I have been a team leader for the past five years and my family and friends get into it. We raise tons of money and we're all able to get together to do those walks. Unfortunately, this year, because of COVID, it's online, so it'll be a virtual walk, but we're still excited to be a team and be able to walk together socially distant. Thank you so much for uh, explaining the origins of your initiative. I think it's really special when you're able to see that connection through a family member or a close friend, and I'm really glad that you are helping support your own family through this initiative as well. And... Autism Speaks is just one organization that you're involved with. I have enjoyed following your year this past year and the past few years that I've known you. And one organization that you have really gotten more involved in over the past few years is called Best Buddies. So we actually just had an educator on our show last week. And I am familiar with the organization, have volunteered a few times, but I wasn't able to give that much information about it because I'm not directly involved, and I know that you are. So for anyone watching who may be interested in getting involved in that organization, could you tell us a little bit more about it and also how someone might be able to start their own chapter if they're interested? Sure, of course. I absolutely love Best Buddies. And if you don't know what it is, it's an organization. Now they're a globally known organization. They're all throughout the world in different countries, but especially in the United States. In Pennsylvania, they have, I think, over 100 chapters, which is insane and absolutely amazing. They have middle school, high school, and college chapters. And at IUP, I was in the IUP 
chapter of Best Buddies, and that chapter focused on one-to-one -one friendships. So we had individuals in the Indiana community who had disabilities, and they were able to be best friends and best buddies with students throughout the school. So my buddy's name was Curtis, and our chapter didn't tell you what their disability was. And so he was just my friend, and we were best friends. We still talk even though I'm graduated. We text each other. We call. I'm hoping to go back to visit him. We always would go to this Mexican restaurant called Tres Amigos. He had surgery, so I went to visit him. And um, our, our chapter put on different events throughout the school year. So we were all able to get together, not only individually, but as a large group. So those students who didn't have individuals with disabilities as their best buddies, they were still able to interact with them and have a good time. So we would have Halloween parties, Christmas parties, dance parties, tie-dye parties, um, and just have a great time. And I really loved that. I loved having that in my college career and um, being able to make that friendship. I know Kurt and I will stay in contact, hopefully forever, and stay friends. I was going to say that organizations like that one are so important because many of the individuals with autism, some of their deficits are in the social area. So having programs like Best Buddies is so integral in their experience, especially if they're participating in college events. And at Syracuse University, we had something similar called Peer to Peer. And we actually attended some classes with them. Was that anything like in your involvement? Were you going to class with them or just outside events? Nope, it was just outside events. Curtis did work in the cafeteria. He cleaned tables, so I'd always stop in and visit him, and he always appreciated that. But no, he didn't attend any college classes, but that's a great program. They're very similar, so I encourage anyone who might be interested to get involved in either Best Buddies or a program like it in their school. Yeah, and we all know that having a social impact initiative uh, really shapes who you are as a person and hopefully your career goals as well. Do you think that being an MAO title holder and having your social impact initiative has shaped your life in any way, especially with your career goals? Of course, I always knew that I wanted to work with individuals with special needs. I didn't know what extent I wanted to work with them. I didn't know if I just wanted to volunteer on the side. I started competing in MAO when I was a senior in high school. So I was looking at colleges and looking at different things to study, what I was interested in. And so I actually started at Lock Haven University. I went there for two years. I studied therapeutic recreation and special education. I realized that I really didn't, um, I wasn't in love with the therapeutic recreation route that I was going down, so I transferred to IUP just for a different community, different kind of style, and different kind of pace, and I found the major of disability services, so I started studying that, and since that is a broad major, it's opened up so many different avenues, different careers that I could do. I've actually decided to apply to occupational therapy programs for some of the doctoral programs, and those are all throughout the United States, which is exciting. So hopefully I'll hear from them soon. Um, but I definitely wanna help, and I wanna be part of that early intervention. And occupational goes hand in hand with speech, physical therapy, music therapy. Um, and so I wanna be part of that. And that's kind of how I decided to go down the OT route. 
Um, that's amazing. I know a lot of people who are involved in the OT program at UB and they all have such kind and special hearts and I know you're going to be a great fit for that field. So I'm really excited and hopefully maybe one day we might collaborate on some clients or a project in the future. Um, so that's really great to hear. Yes, that, best of luck in your applications for OT school. Something that my program at the University of Missouri just participated in was like a school-wide interprofessional practice day. And it really focuses on the importance of collaborating within the professions, the health professions. So hopefully you have an opportunity like that one because if it weren't for that type of IPE day that we had, I wouldn't know as much about OT and physical therapy because we kind of operate in separate realms, but it's so important to focus on that collaboration aspect. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit. So we mentioned earlier that we love to spotlight the Miss America organization and something that really sets apart our competition from others is that it allows us to showcase and perform our variety of talents. So what is your talent as Miss Greater Juniata Valley and how do you kind of integrate that into your role as a title holder? I perform a lyrical routine. The past few years I've been performing to Via Dolorosa. I actually started um, performing a point routine. So I would do point. For those of you who don't know, it's ballet on your toes pretty much is what I choose to explain it by. Um, and I've always loved ballet, but I knew I could showcase more of my talents through a lyrical routine. So I've been doing that and um, loving every moment of it. It helps me work out, get in shape, but also I have fun and I relive those days of being at the dance studio every single day. And by the way, she is a beautiful lyrical dancer. She actually won our preliminary talent at Miss Pennsylvania. Was it 2018? Just a few years ago? Yeah. So if anyone has a chance to watch Abby perform, please do come to Miss Pennsylvania. She is beautiful at her dance. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to also highlight something that is relatively new that you've been working on, which is your podcast called Disability Discussion. And I listened to your last episode about service animals, which was really enlightening. And I have some experience with service animals in the past. I've done some events with them, and they're such a great resource for any individual, regardless of ability. And I'm really glad that you had the opportunity to explore that a little bit more. So what, in general, just what inspired you to start this project? And what do you hope others gain through the stories that you share? Sure. So during quarantine, I was kind of stuck. I was like, how do I interact with people I can't even see, I can't talk to? How do I keep spreading awareness for different things? And I knew that I wanted to do something with disabilities, something that was close to my platform. And so my family and I sat around and I was like, all right, we had a family meeting. I was like, I want to do a podcast. And my little brother instantly, he's like, I have all kinds of names. What kind of podcast do you want to do? <laughs> and I said, well, I want to do this, this, and this. And I said, you know, I'd be really interested talking about different kinds of disabilities, not just autism, and bring awareness to different things in the disability community. I know it's a small podcast. I know not a lot of people listen to it, but if I'm able to inspire one person or inform one person or educate them, 
I love that idea. I love being able to reach that one person that might not have known something and now they do. And now they're more accepting of others. Now they understand. And so my podcast is called Disability Discussion. It's on Spotify and then Anchor, Anchor, excuse me, FM. And they're pretty short, very straight to the point. We interview different people. um, And I was I stalled for a little bit. I posted one and then it took me a while to post the other one just because I got super busy with my internship and COVID. It just kind of got crazy, but I'm finally interviewing more people. There are more episodes coming up and I'm super excited. Something that I really enjoy about interacting with other Miss America title holders is that the things that we do for our communities, they're truly a passion of ours. And that just shows by your initiative with this podcast, Abby, because, you know, a lot of students who are studying OT or disability services, they kind of do not necessarily in those programs, but just students in general may just do the bare minimum to meet their requirements. But you sat down with your family and it sounds like it's a family affair whenever you do your community service events. And you know, that's what really is going to set apart the Miss America organization title holders who end up in these professions. So I'm so excited to see where that will take you for OT um, in the future. And we can't wait to follow you on that journey. But you mentioned that you recently graduated from the Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and then you just finished up an internship, but your bachelor's degree was in disability services. And we wanted to know what was the greatest lesson that you learned from studying in this field and how has it helped you better serve the autism community? Sure. I have learned so many lessons. And sometimes people ask me, what have I learned through my social impact initiative, which kind of goes hand in hand with what I study. And I always say, I've learned patience, I've learned acceptance, and I know my facts. And so I spent countless hours researching. I know some of the ins and outs. Of course, you're always learning about autism, but I know more than I knew my first year of promoting my social impact. I have gained patience through school. We've had service hours. Through my internship, I was working hands-on with individuals with disabilities. And I have been for years. But through my internship, not only was I working with them, I was program planning for them. I was communicating with their parents. I was coordinating with the campsite. So I had to learn that patience where not everything happens overnight, but also sometimes some individuals, even if they have an autism diagnosis, they don't act the same as another person with autism. Everybody's different. And so you have to be patient sometimes when you're not used to working with certain individuals, you're not used to working with different disabilities, that kind of thing. Um, I've learned that through school. And then I've really loved how my major is very broad. I've taken a lot of special education classes, a lot of psych classes, family consumer science, all kinds um, of different classes. And so I've learned a lot and I don't think I can truly pinpoint one thing that my school has taught me because it's taught me so much. And I want to explore something that you mentioned, which was acceptance. And the goal of Spectrum Sundays is to not only raise awareness, but raise acceptance and raise the level of appreciation for individuals on the spectrum, because there is such a diversity, not with just autism, but within all disabilities. So could you 
explain a little bit more about what acceptance means to you and maybe some tips on acceptance? Sure. I always say have an open mind. You never know who you're going to come into contact with, whether in the disability community or not. You never know what human you're going to come in contact with, especially in our field. We're not only working with our patients, we're working with other professionals, we're working with the parents. And so you don't know where they come from, you don't know their background. You're just there to interact with the other humans. We're all human at the end of the day. We all are different, but it's okay. It's okay. And I always say live and let live. I, I do my own thing, and if someone's a little different, that's okay. That's okay. We're all here. We're all living. We're all doing our thing. And I think acceptance starts with an open mind and a positive mindset. And I think sometimes people lack that or forget about that. But just at the end of the day, everybody's human and everybody's living. And just got to go with it. You got to be accepting. You, got, you have to in today's world. You really can't. You can't not be. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that you've had so many different experiences by working through your social impact initiative that have really helped you fine tune how you practice acceptance in your everyday life. And not only that, but you've probably interacted with hundreds, if not thousands of other people who wouldn't have considered what acceptance truly means. So the work that you do, Abby, through your social impact initiative is so important. So what are some events that are coming up with your social impact initiative and uh, what can our viewers help participate with in coming up in the future? So everything is kind of up in the air because of COVID, but I know in October there's an Autism Speaks Walk that I do every year. It's the Lehigh Valley Autism Speaks Walk and I've created a group, um, a walking group. It's called Miss Greater Juniata Valley. You can go on the Autism Speaks website, specifically Lehigh Valley, type in that group walk name. You can join my group, you can raise money, you can donate. The best part is you can share it on Facebook and start a Facebook fundraiser. I think raising money right now, doing virtual walks, sharing information, and listening to facts is really important, especially during quarantine and COVID-19. We are so excited to watch all the things that you accomplish as Miss Greater Juniata Valley, and I look forward to continuing our year as Sister Queens. We're so fortunate to have an extra year in the Miss America organization, so I feel that really this whole time in quarantine and through COVID, it, it seems like things are at a standstill, um, but there's so many different ways to get involved, and you're doing just that by doing virtual things and starting podcasts and all of those different initiatives and little projects. So for anyone that's watching that might not be familiar with your pages, where can they follow you to follow your journey to Miss Pennsylvania? Sure. So I have an Instagram and a Facebook account. It's Miss Greater Juniata Valley 2020. And on there, I have posts almost daily. You can DM me. You can email me if you have any questions or just want to have a conversation. Um, I share a lot of autism facts, but I also share a lot of Children's Miracle Network since that is the national platform for Miss America. And um, I share updates about my life and what I'm doing and hopefully we'll be back in the community soon with um, in-person appearances. 
www.earlyautismawareness.com. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Abby. It's been such a pleasure and we hope that you gain some new followers through this experience, but thank you so much for sharing your mission and your story with us today. Thank you. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you next week on Spectrum Sundays. <laughs>